Have you ever woken up in the early morning and you've discovered, you walked outside your door and it's thick, thick what? Fog. And you go out there and the whole city is covered in fog. Did you know seven blocks filled with fog of the entire city, a hundred feet deep, all of that fog can be condensed and captured into one glass of water. Isn't that crazy? One glass of water dispersed over seven blocks over the city, a hundred feet deep of fog, and you look at it and it appears like it's covering so much, it's so much water, but actually it's just this tiny glass of water dispersed so many particles all over the city. And I think this illustrates what anxiety is. When you worry about something, that in the grand scheme of things, when you look at a problem or a situation or an event happens in your life, in the grand scheme of eternity, in reality, that problem is so insignificant, it's so small, it's such a short little blip in the eternal timeline, but in life, with us, with our perspective, even though that problem is small in eternity perspective, to us it seems like the biggest thing ever, doesn't it? Sometimes you're faced with these problems, sometimes you're thinking about these things, and these small problems consume our minds. It makes us anxious, it makes us have anxiety, and so we worry and worry and worry. And in our passage today, and what I want us to understand is that this worrying, she understands, this worrying, this anxiety that you feel, it is sin. It is sin. Anxiety is a sin. Worrying is a sin, and we will see why. Uh, Anxiety is a sin because it is a lacking of trust. Write this down. It is a lacking of trust in the character of God. When you have anxiety, when you are anxious, when you are worrying about what's going to happen next, worrying about what's going to happen in your life, worrying about a certain result, you are doubting, you are lacking trust in the character of God. To be anxious or to be worried is to doubt God's sovereignty, his providence, his goodness, his love, his omniscience, meaning you're doubting that he knows everything. You're doubting that he's omnipotent, that he's all powerful, that he's in control of all things. You are doubting the very character of God. And when you do this, this is sin. This is sin. And before we can get to the cure of anxiety, we must also understand the cause of it. Let's read our entire passage for tonight. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34. Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 34. It says this, starting verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the, the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness." 
No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Verse 25. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow, how they, they do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. You like that, Solomon? Verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Like I said before this, before we can get to the cure of anxiety, maybe you're feeling anxious today and maybe it has consumed you. It's consumed your mind. Whatever situation has occurred in your life, whatever you're thinking about, maybe you stay up late at night, just lying in your bed and you cannot fall asleep because you're worrying about what the next day will bring. If this is you or if when this happens to you, we have to understand what is actually causing this. We already said that anxiety is what? Is a sin, right? But there are causes to this. There are things that we can look out for that cause our anxiety. And I think before we get to the cure of anxiety, verses 25 through 34, all we need to do is look at the verses that come before it and see some examples of why we may be feeling anxious. Here are three potential reasons why you might be feeling anxious today. And I want you to ask yourself, am I, point A, storing treasure on earth? Am I storing treasure on earth? What does this mean? Let's reread 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in where? In where? Heaven. In where? Oh, I caught you. Okay. Heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your what? Heart will be also. You wonder why you're feeling anxious? Is your mind, are all of your thoughts consumed with the temporary things of this earth? What are you trying to do? You're trying to store up for yourselves treasures on this earth? temporary things you're trying to secure things preserve things make things make sure things are made right here on earth and all you're thinking about is here and now the temporary the things that will eventually guess what be destroyed be burnt up all these things are temporary here on earth 
But yet our minds get consumed with this, don't, doesn't it? Our minds get consumed with maybe uh, what others think about us. Maybe when you grow older, maybe even now. Money, things, materials, possessions. I need to have this. I need to have that. What if I don't have this? What if I don't have enough food? What if I don't have shelter? All these things, very serious issues. But all these things are what? Temporary. And our minds focus on the temporary things of this earth that are eventually going to be swift away, be taken away, be destroyed. Everything will come to an end. No wonder we're feeling so anxious. How can we control the things on this earth that are sure to be destroyed? If you have a mindset that's always on the temporary things of this earth, you are bound to feel anxious because you cannot secure it. You cannot hold it down. It will all be taken away from you. But one thing will last forever. And what is that? Jesus Christ, his word, heaven, the future, eternal glory. We need to have an eternal mindset. So ask yourself, am I storing treasure on this earth? Meaning, is my mindset all temporary earthly things? What's all happening on this earth? Or can I lift my eyes and look to heaven, look to God, look to the things that are eternal and find peace in what's to come. Look up and focus on the things that are eternal, not earthly. What about this question? Point B, am I filling my eyes with darkness? Am I filling my eyes with darkness? Look at verses 22 through 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of what? Light. If your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of what? Light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of what? Darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Let me ask you a question today, students. Everybody look up. What are you seeing through your eyes every single day? What are you allowing your eyes to see day in and day out? I want to put money on it. That if you're feeling anxious today, I want to say the reason, the most probable reason is, is because you're filling your mind with darkness that is coming from your what? Your phones, your social media, your video games. You're consuming your mind with these things. And if you're consuming your mind with darkness, you're looking at all these evil, evil things. What can you expect your mind to be filled with? Evil thoughts, anxiousness, worrying, all these evil thoughts swirling in your head and you wonder why you're feeling anxious. Look at what you're viewing Look at what you're putting into your mind through your eyes. What do you look at on your phone? Are you scrolling through social media endlessly? You're scrolling through TikTok. You're scrolling through Instagram Reels. And you're allowing your mind to see all of these inappropriate things. You're allowing your mind to be filled with all of this inappropriate language and these inappropriate images. And you wonder why your mind is filled with darkness. What about you boys and maybe even girls that play video games and all these images on these video games, all this goriness 
and all this violence and all these images being put into your mind, all these intense, intense situations. And then you get into the real life and you wonder why you're feeling anxious. What have you just filled your mind with all these hours, day after day, social media, video games, inappropriate images? Are you feeling anxious? Maybe this is one of the lead factors in your anxiety. What are you looking at through your eyes? Ask yourself that. Are you consumed with it? Are you consumed with social media, the internet, games, etc.? Point C, ask yourself this. Am I serving two masters? Am I serving two masters? Look at verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. What do we keep talking about? The illustration of the teeter-totter, right? One side goes up, the other side goes down. And when that side goes up, the other side goes down, right? When you are loving wealth, when you're loving things of this earth, when you are serving a different master other than God, you are putting that high and lifted up and you are putting God low. You're forgetting about him. You cannot serve God. You can only serve one master. And so let me ask you, are you serving two masters? Are you fully devoted to God or are you kind of devoted to God, but also kind of devoted to this thing? You cannot serve two masters. Let's look at some of the common masters that may be taking control of you. Here are five common masters that I thought of for you. And you, you cannot serve God and this. You cannot serve God in, number one, people's opinion. Do you worry about people's opinion? Maybe you're feeling anxious because all you're thinking about is what other people think of you. Do they like how I'm dressing? Do they think I'm cool? Am I saying the right things? Am I saying the, the uh, trendy stuff? Am I in the right trends? Am I, am I doing this? Am I doing that? What does my friend think of me? Oh, why don't I have friends? All these things, you're worried about what other people think of you. You're serving a different master. You know who that master is? Other people and their opinions of you. That's all you think about. It consumes your mind. This is why you're feeling anxious. Why are you worried about what other people think of you? There is one person you need to be concerned about. One person whose opinion matters. Whose is that? God's. Everybody else, who cares what they think of you? Who cares? What matters is your relationship with God. Are you anxious about this? Are you worrying about what your friends are thinking of you? Then that is your master. And no wonder why you are feeling anxious. What about this master? Number two, inappropriate content. We already talked about this, right? Is your master the inappropriate content that you consume? The internet, all things in the internet. You can have access to anything. What images are you looking at? Social media, the music that you put through your ears, the games that you play, 
all these things. You're consumed with it. And it has become your master because all you can think about is scrolling through TikTok and Instagram. All you can think about right when you get out of bed, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Right when you get a free moment, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Right when you get a free moment and you're done with chores, mom and dad, can I play the video game? Can I go hop on the game? When you hop in the car, I see some of you put in your headphones. You walk around with your headphones. It's so crazy. And what are you filling your ears with? Inappropriate music? Inappropriate language? Is this content, this stuff, this, this inappropriate content, is it master over you? If it is, then it's all you're thinking about. And you cannot serve two masters. You cannot claim to serve Jesus Christ, to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and yet be consumed with all these things. What about number three, the third master? Is your master anger? I'll say anger or maybe vengeance. Maybe you're seeking to get revenge or maybe you're, you're just so filled with anger towards somebody. And let me be honest with you. Sometimes people sin against us, don't they? They say a mean thing. They do something wrong towards us. In that moment, do you allow your heart and your mind to be so consumed with anger, so consumed with trying to get back at them, that all of a sudden it has become your master because all you're thinking about, you cannot be joyful. You cannot be joyful in the Lord and serve the Lord. If all you're thinking about is your anger towards this other person and trying to get back at them. No wonder why you're feeling anxious. Your heart is consumed with anger and a plot and a plan to get back at the person who did you wrong. Oh, the forgiveness. If you would just forgive that person, release them and, and, and forgive them, then you would be relieved of your anxiety. You would be relieved. That burden you're still carrying on your shoulders because you cannot let go of what they've done to you. Are you consumed with anger? And maybe not even because somebody did something to you. Maybe you're just angry because of your own selfishness and your own pride and you get angry at your parents and you lash out at them and you argue with them. You get angry with your siblings because they're not doing what you're telling them to do and they're, they're sabotaging you and they're doing things you don't like and you get angry with them. No wonder why you're feeling anxious. Your master is your own anger. What about this? Number four, fourth master. Is your master unconfessed sin? Unconfessed sin. I don't know what you're struggling with, but maybe there is a secret sin that you're hiding, that you think nobody knows about. And the weight of this sin is bearing down on you so heavily that every day, all you're worried about, your mind is consumed is with what? Is my sin going to be exposed? Is somebody going to find out that I do this thing? No wonder why you're feeling anxious. Guess what? Your sin will be exposed. And somebody does know of your sin. If nobody here on this earth knows, it is God. And if you're not concerned with that, guess who God is? 
the almighty judge who hates sin and who will punish all sin. No wonder why you're feeling anxious. You're hiding sin. You think that you can hide it and you're worried about it being exposed. Well, guess what? It will be exposed. Friends, don't feel anxious anymore. Don't carry this burden on yourself. Confess your sin. Tell your D group leader what you're struggling with. Tell your parents what you're struggling with and get that burden off of you. And ultimately confess your sin to the Lord and allow him to take that burden off. Don't be worrying about, is my sin going to be exposed? Don't wait for that day. If you wait for that day, it will be exposed and it will be so much worse than if you would just confess your sin today. Let go of it. Nobody will think any less of you. You think that the sin that you're struggling with is anything new? No, we've all struggled with the same sins. And there's somebody that can help you. Let go of that. Stop feeling anxious. Stop worrying about it being exposed. Just confess it yourself. And we will surround you with love and open arms. And we will help you overcome your sin. Is unconfessed sin your master? You cannot let this linger around and also serve Christ. What about the last one that I want to consider? Is your master yourself? Is your master your own self? What I mean by this is your own selfishness, your own will, your own desires. You are so consumed with what you want, with what you want to happen in life, that the moment that something happens that deters it, that goes away from your perfect plan, you start to feel anxious, don't you? Because you think that your way is the best way. You're so prideful. You think that your will is the most important will. Your desires are the most important desires. And if you don't get your way, then all will be wrong, all will be ruined. This is not true. Guys, you're in junior high. How can you expect to have your entire life plan? How can you expect for your ways to be right all the time? And when your ways go wrong, then you start to feel what? Anxious. Of course this happens. Are you putting your will and your desires above all else? And are you not submitting your life to Christ? You don't want to be fighting against God. No wonder why you're feeling anxious. You know who you're fighting against? The almighty, sovereign, omnipotent, omniscient, totally in control. The one who has ordained all things. You're fighting against the almighty God. No matter, no wonder why you're feeling anxious. You're putting your will against his. So, what is the cause of your anxiety? Is it, ask yourself, am I storing treasure on this earth? Is my mind so focused on the temporary things of this earth? Am I filling my eyes with darkness, social media, video games, all these images? Am I serving two masters? Do I care about people's opinion? Do I consume my mind with inappropriate content? Am I consumed with anger? And do I have unconfessed sin that I won't let go of? Or am I just consumed with my own desires that I won't let go of? This is why we're feeling anxious. This is why anxiety is a sin. 
because we're focusing on ourselves and we're trying to overcome all things in our own strength. And we do not trust the all-powerful, omnipotent, all-knowing God. A lack of trust in the perfect Father. So what is our cure? What is our hope? What is the only way out of anxiety? Point number two, the cure for anxiety, the cure of anxiety. And we see this in verses 25 to 34. And the first thing I want us to consider, the first step in being cured and being released from this anxiety, you want to start to feel better? You want to start to feel joyful again? Point number A, remember this, remember these things. Point number A, point letter A. Point letter A. The Father forgives. The Father forgives. And maybe this is not totally obvious right away in this verse, but it's definitely implied. Verse 25, for this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Look at this. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? What's he asking us to consider here? There are more important things than food and clothing and all these things that we worry about. You know what the most important thing that you should be concerned with? Your eternal relationship with God. Do you have a relationship with God? Are you saved? Are you a true Christian? Have you submitted your life to Christ? Have you repented from your sins? Put your faith in Christ. If not, then you will never find relief from your anxiety. You will always be feeling anxious. I promise you that. Without Jesus Christ, there is no release, no freedom from your anxiety. You must submit to Jesus Christ. There is something far more important than all these temporal things. It is our eternal standing before God. And the first step in being cured from anxiety is being cured from your terminal illness, sin. You need forgiveness. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all fallen short and we have all stood before God condemned worthy of eternal condemnation because we have gone against a holy and righteous God you need your sins forgiven you need to have a new heart you need to be made new You need your burden, the burden of sin, lifted off your shoulders. The only way you can be made right, the only way you can enter heaven is if God gives you a new heart, if he he gives you your righteousness. You need to be made right with God. And because God so loves his children, because God cares for his children, He made a way through his son, Jesus Christ. What did he do? I want you to remember this. When you're feeling anxious, don't don't just let this be, oh, here comes the gospel call. Here comes the laying out of the gospel. I know this, Jesus died. 
He paid for our sins. He rose again. Is that how you think of the gospel? Jesus Christ loves his own so much that he would submit himself to the Father's will and he would suffer. He would be beaten. He would be mocked. He would ultimately be hung on a cross, suffocating until he dies physically. Not only that, enduring the full wrath of God. Do you understand this? Each time you sin, you deserve the full wrath of God. Eternity in hell each time you sin. And what Jesus Christ does on the cross is he takes all of that punishment for you. How many times do you sin a day? Countless times. I sin countless times. My thoughts, my speech, my actions, I can't control it. My sinful flesh, it overcomes and I cannot stop sinning each day. And every time I sin, it deserves hell. Hell for eternity, eternity, eternity. And what Jesus Christ does is he dies on the cross and he takes all of that sin on himself. Even though he's perfect, even though he's blameless, he takes on sin. He pays the eternal punishment. If you would just put your faith in him, give him your life, turn away from your sins. Don't bear it any longer. One Puritan says, what are you doing with your sin? You don't know what to do with it. It's too heavy for you. It's too much to bear. But you know who who knows what to do with it? Jesus Christ. He knows how to turn your sin how to take it, forgive it, so that you will be redeemed and so that God will be glorified. Let go of your sin. Give it all to Jesus Christ and he will forgive you. His resurrection, his death makes it all possible so that you can have a new heart and that you can have freedom from all of this anxiety. The first step of being cured from your anxiety is making sure that you are actually forgiven from your sins. And when Jesus Christ forgives you, then you know what you gain? An eternal, perfect, heavenly father. You gain a heavenly father who will never fail you, who will never leave you, who will never forsake you. And you become, get this, a child of God. Isn't that so sweet? God is not some, not just some master over you that you have to obey. God is your father. He loves you. He cares for you. It's like walking up to your father and just knowing that he loves you. You can tell him anything. You know that he cares for you. He's not just some Lord over you. He is Lord over you. But he, he is also father. You become a child of God. Now, when you read the rest of this passage, you're not just reading words. You are hearing the very words of your heavenly father. When you were a baby, did you ever worry about anything? No, right? You were a baby. You could do nothing. You didn't worry about what food would come to you. You didn't worry about having shelter. You didn't worry about what other people thought. They thought you were super cute, you know? Or maybe not, some babies. But you didn't worry about anything, right? 
You're a baby. You know that your father will care for you, that your father will love you, that your mother will care for you, that your mother will love you. You don't have to worry about anything. When you become a child of God, you have the most perfect, the father that is in complete sovereign control over your life. Why would you worry about anything? Why? The first step is remembering that you are forgiven. Remembering that you have a heavenly father. And that sets the tone for all the rest of these steps, okay? First step though, you must be made right with God. You must be forgiven. If not, you will be trapped with your anxiety for the rest of your life. Letter B, the father cares. The father cares. Look at verse 26. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Get this question. Are you not worth much more than the birds? Question. Are the birds made in the image of God? Yes or no? Answer. Answer. Confidently? No. Are you made in the image of God? Answer? Yes. If the heavenly father feeds the birds, how much more will he care for you made in the image of God? Do you not think that you are worth much more than birds? Let me tell you, you are made in the image of God. In the eyes of the Father, you are worth much, much more. And if he cares for the birds, how much more will he care for you, students? Let the birds be your teachers. Whenever you're feeling anxious, take a breath, step outside, look up. You see birds there? You are worth much more than they. The father cares for the birds. He feeds them. He sustains them. And if he does that for them, how much more will he care for you? The father cares for you. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your anxiety on him, on God, on the father, because he what? He cares for you. The father cares for you. Of course he does. Doesn't your father care for you? Your earthly father? Don't your parents care for you? You know that. You know they love you. How much more does a perfect father care for you? Letter C. The father provides. And really we see this all throughout. But specifically here, the father provides. Verses 27 to 30. And who of you by being worried can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. Consider the lilies. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon, Solomon, in all his glory, clothed himself like one of these. But if God, look at these questions. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace. You walk by some flowers, what do you do? You pick them, they die. So quick their life. Our lives are the same way. But will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
He will provide for you, students. If you're forgiven, if you're a child of God, if he provides for the birds, if he sustains the birds, if he sustains the lilies, if he sustains all this grass, all this nature around us, anything, how much more will he care and provide for you? You're worried about what? Clothes you have, food that you'll have, what your friends think of you, what your job will be, what your grades will be in school. I mean, you should be worried about that, but ultimately, what are you worried about? The Lord will provide for you. If you are a child of God, if you are saved, if you are a child of God, you do not have to worry. He will not put you through anything that, you, that he will not give you enough strength to endure. Does that make sense? You're going through a trial. You're going through a hard time in life. He will give you enough strength if you are his so that he will be glorified and that you will overcome whatever trial you're in. And maybe you don't overcome it. Maybe it is so great. But what hope lies ahead of us? Eternal glory with him forever. Last point, letter D. The father knows. The father knows. Verses 31 to 34. Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear for clothing? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly father, what? Knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do you think that the father is unaware of your circumstances? What have we learned? The father knows most things. No. The father knows all things. Everything. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, why is nothing happening? The father doesn't know. He doesn't care for me. He obviously doesn't know, but he he doesn't see what's going on in my mind. When I'm alone, when nobody's watching. No, the father knows. And the father sympathizes with you. And the father cares for you. And he will provide for you. He will love you. He will sustain you. The Father is all-knowing. Will you trust this heavenly Father? Would you run to Him today? Cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. You can be relieved from all your anxiety. You can be relieved from your depression, from your sadness, from all your worrying if you would just run to Jesus Christ if you would just cast your burdens onto him, your anxieties onto him, your depression onto him, cast it all onto him. He will relieve it from you. He will save you. He will lift you out of your iniquity, out of all of your anguish. Stop trying to do it on your own. Give your life to him. Will you do that? When you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling depressed, take your eyes off of yourself Stop trying to do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. Look to the almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, sovereign God, and he will care for you. Let's pray.
Father, we're so thankful that you would even give us grace in opening your word, being able to open your word and understand who you are. And Lord, your word teaches us that you care for us, that you love us, that you will provide for us, that you will sustain us, and that ultimately we have a greater hope in what's to come, eternal life with you, if we put our faith in you, if we surrender our lives to you, turn away from all of our sins, give our lives fully to you. Lord, if there's anyone here who is serving two masters, who is so controlled, so mastered over something else, let them give it away. Let them give it up and let them fully surrender to you and experience true peace, true joy in the only place we can find it through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, you are so good to us. Will you strengthen our trust in you? In Jesus' name, amen.